Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. Welcome, welcome to Jeff Lizowitz, who's our guest today. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. I'm ready to arise and thrive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're yeah. excited to have you here. Excited so to be great here. To, to have you on the show today. Jeff is a coach. He's a heart. He loves to focus on heart-centered humans who want to get more creative. He has a lot of creativity ideas. He's also a critically acclaimed author and has a book that um, you can go and find some some free content on his website. So we'll, he'll have, he'll tell us more about that. It's called, called not effing around, um, with a nice little asterisk in there, not the full word. <laughs> um, so Jeff, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to hear from you today. Happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And Jeff is from Seattle, Washington. Is it warming up there yet? It's been so uh, cold. <laughs> I wouldn't really say that. It's still kind of rainy and dark and all that. But yes, it will, yeah. we will get around to warm and sunny probably in about five months. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like us in Twin Falls, Idaho. It keeps it snowed yesterday. I'm like, oh, aren't we getting into spring yet? But mm -hmm. uh, crazy. Okay. So tell me how you got started, Jeff. How I got started. Uh, yeah, how I tell got me a little bit about you, like your backstory. What yeah, is, yeah. Okay, how'd you so, get doing this coaching stuff? <laughs> okay, yeah, a long and wonderful journey. I was a weird, friendless kid. Okay. Okay, grown up, all this and that. I went to summer camp, and this is way on back. Uh, I was a little kid. It was sleepaway camp all summer long um, back in the Poconos of Pennsylvania. And every night after dinner, they had this thing called free play where the kids would just kind of run amok all over the place. Well, this was like the late seventies and one of the cabins was empty. So a counselor who was like, you know, 20 years old or something brought up his drum kit, a big old 70s stereo. Whoa. I know. <laughs> and a couple crates of records. Okay. Uh -huh. And every night he would go into this cabin and play drums to these records. And this is like the great classic rock that we know. This is Tom Petty and Zeppelin and Bowie and, you know, all that. The good stuff. Yeah. The good stuff. <laughs> so I, as a little kid, you know, seven or eight year old or something, I would kind of sit under this tree, maybe 20 yards away and just like, wow, something's up in there. Like, this is cool. And one day this guy comes out and he's like, hey, kid come here. I'm like, whoa, so, <laughs> you want to come in and check this out? And I'm like, yeah. So I go in there and it's just this little cabin, me, counselor, drum kit, stereo. And he puts on the who song won't get fooled again. Uh -huh. if, if you know that one, that is a major rocker. Yeah. And this guy just bangs the drums and my little heart just explodes. Right. So it's not too much like if something is up with music. Right. So it's not too much uh, longer. You know, I'm a teenager. Parents are like, hey, Jeff, you know, what do you want to do with your life? 
be a rock star. Duh. <laughs> you know, that Play was the not drums. The, did you want to do drums or did you want to? I did want to do, I did want to do drums, but I ended up playing guitar and bass. And now I do um, electronics and program drums. I don't actually play the drums, Uh uh, but all all kinds of other stuff. It all started back in the woods, huh? It all started back in the woods. Anyway, to quickly move forward with the story, um, I did not become a rock star, but I've had tons of music on film and TV, won a major international award. I teach songwriting. I was a writer, a journalist for a big rock radio station here in Seattle when grunge was happening. Um, And then, you know, the other creative stuff, uh, you know, writing, screenwriting, I've made films, you know, all this. So they've got all of that, all this creativity, right? I just, I just like overflow with this stuff. Yeah. And I've always been into empowering people. And that's kind of how I became a life coach. So I started practicing something called NLP, neuro-linguistic repatterning, which you may be familiar with. Yeah, I know. And yeah, and that kind of moved into coaching. So I work with, you know, people all over the world, everything from musicians and songwriters, including rock stars and, um, you know, like Broadway violinists and stuff like that, to writers, painters, dancers. I mean, I got somebody who's making mandalas. I mean, it's awesome. So cool. Yeah. Very creative group of people. That's fun. Exactly. Very fun. And I love that you had the music background because music stirs emotion so much and it helps people get motivated and, and have their creative juices flowing. And so that's kind of fun that you already had that basis in your life and now you're doing it as a coach. That's very cool. Absolutely. I love it. It's a, it's a joy and, you know, service to the world and all that. It's kind of all the pieces coming together for me. And that's part of what I teach and coach people on is to understand these aspects of themselves so they can fully energize and, you know, you know, that's great. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. So talk to me more about creativity. What is the, what is the, I guess, why, why is it important to have creativity in our lives? First of all, tell us that. <laughs> well, first of all, everything in life essentially is creative. Cre- creativity is essentially, it, 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 people get confused. People think, you know, playing music or painting a painting is cre- creativity. And there are certainly aspects of creativity to that. But creativity is really making change in the world right? It's taking some idea, some thought and doing something. Okay. We are creating the world in which we live. And when we expand that creativity, we take different elements that are not obvious and put them together. And that is what people generally see as creative. So like maybe in the business world, you know, Steve Jobs is like, well, there's laptops, but there's not like a flat and there's phones, but there's not like a flat, bigger screen. Let's mm-hmm. make an iPad. That was obviously a creative move. And, you know, they sold so emphasizing some element of creation that already is there can actually be creativity. Like, okay, let's do the big screen. Right. So that's cool. It's kind of taking taking some aspect of something that's already existing and then emphasizing that or developing that into something new. And right, putting disparate pieces together 
okay. is next level creativity. So like in music, like, you know, the grunge music, okay? Just because I have some experience with that, right? Yeah. The grunge music is essentially um, punk rock and heavy metal. They're two different things. You put them together and bam, they call it grunge and it, you know, ignites this huge thing. Okay. Right? So it's two different elements coming together. That's kind of what we're going for here. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So how do you, how do you teach the people that you coach to be more creative? Cause I know we need ideas. We need, we need to feel like creators just to kind of feel like we're making a difference in the world and that we have a place and that there's a purpose for us, I think. But how do you teach people to be creative? Is that a learned skill? <laughs> well, it, it's an innate skill that is generally banged out of people. So we kind of have to relearn it. You look at any kid in on earth and they are creative. They love to draw. They love to make believe. They, you know, it's like a constant creative state. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? They're naturally so, creative when they're young. Yeah. They're naturally creative. And then what happens when they we start go to, to school? <laughs> we're told what to do, what to think, what to focus on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> People become self-aware of this kind of stuff. And then when they're creative and they don't get the feedback that um, props them up or supports that, they diminish a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more until they quit. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's your basic adult. Right. You just, do it, you just do what you're told. Don't even bother thinking of something. You don't even bother expressing who you really are. Right. Yeah. And this squashes our potential as humans. For it's sure. ridiculous. And it happens all the time. Yes. My brother is an artist and he worked for years training children. And, you know, I can't remember which famous painter said it, but it was like, oh, to paint like a child. Was it Picasso? I think it may have been Picasso, but it was like, like just to have that creativity and not the stop of ideas, not that stop of the flow, but to just keep it going. So yeah, I can see, I see that need in the world all around us. And I feel like, especially as kids get into those teenage years, I feel like they're already starting to shut down and what's expected of me versus what, what enthralls me? What's my passion? What am I excited about? It is generally not supported in almost any way in our culture and society. Yeah, it makes sense. So do you feel like this aspect of creativity helps people with their business ideas? With Oh my their... God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just to move forward, like getting getting new ideas of how to make a difference in the world or what what is something I can give that will make that impact, right? Yeah, absolutely. So if you do what everybody else does, which is what most people do, you put yourself into a pool where there's so much competition that there is nothing, you know, there's nothing that sets you apart. So again, if you want to go back to a business example, let's go back to Steve Jobs and that iPad, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, there's no such thing as an iPad. Let's make one. Guess what? There were nothing, there's nothing else like that when that thing came out. Mm -hmm. Bam. The tablet so, is now very common, but when it came out, yeah, that was totally new. Right. So it's a creative idea. It's a, it's a step forward. And we can do this in all of our businesses and all of our marketing and all of our things, you know, whatever you're into, 
but you have to think, you know, I'm not even going to say outside the box because that's, you know, there is no box, right? It's like, what is the goal and what are you capable of, right? And then uh -huh. you just expand from there. I like right? that. And you try something and you're, you know, you may fail, quote, I don't know if your <laughs> listeners can see my Have a quotes. learning experience that isn't as pleasant as you wanted it to be. <laughs> exactly. But the failure is really feedback. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you do the thing, you do your creative thing, whatever that is in your business, let's say, and it doesn't work out quite the way you want it to. Okay. So you, so, ah, you get kicked in the butt, you take a breath. And then you ask as many possible questions as you can. What worked? What didn't? How could I change this? How could I make it better? Mm -hmm. How right? to improve next time? Yeah. How to improve? Great. And then step forward and, you know, rock it. And chances are you might fail again or some level of failure. But this is actually good news because you must fail to succeed. No one hits it out of the park on the first try. And if you do, it was so much luck that it's never going to happen again. That's so good. I, I just was thinking a flexible learner accepts failure and then moves forward, which is so, so critical because so many people quit and so many people just don't want to deal with the failure or the negative thoughts that they have in emotions when they fail, you know, they, they kind of implode <laughs> or right. explode or they just don't feel like that they're doing well and when you feel like you're not doing well a lot of times people will quit it's just like well i'm not good at this you know it's, ex it's exactly right so the whole concept is the reframe because this whole deal in life not just this everything is how you perceive experience and if you perceive it in a negative way you're always going to trend towards a negative, more negative experiences. If you do your thing, you fail and you consider it a failure and you quit, well, guess what? There's no way you're achieving your goal. If you do your thing and you quote, fail, deconstruct it, ask the questions, do it again, that's a positive step. You're moving towards your goal. It's the reframe, it's the perception of the event. It's the same event. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I could see how a lot of coaches or a lot of, I mean, people that coach too, but people in their businesses could come to you and, and really have help with that reframing and understanding the process from a broader perspective, mm -hmm. rather than focusing in on that failure. That's really cool. Right. Well, I mean, what so many people do, and I, I work with small businesses all the time, what so many people do is they focus on the process of what someone else kind of teaches them. Here's how you do social media, you know, that kind of thing, right? <laughs> right? So true. And, and if it worked and, for them, it's going to work for me, right? Right. But what they don't understand, what most people don't get is it's not about the technique. It's not about the system. It's about the concept, mm -hmm. right? Understand the concept and be creative within that framework and then you will succeed. That's really cool. So you could apply that to any business, right? You can apply it to anything, mm -hmm. anything. So right? give us an example of focusing in on the concept versus, you know, all the framework or the details or the, you know what I mean? How could we do that with, let's pick a, a career or something or a, um, say someone 
Well, like even uh, just like with okay, multi-level uh, marketing, could someone do creativity within that? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like one sure, of these, sure, absolutely. One of these businesses where you know you you have a product, maybe a health product. How could you focus in on the concept and not so much the, you know, get distracted by the other part? Okay, so I don't know a whole lot about multi-level marketing, but you know, the, what I do understand is, you know, you got your product or products, you're trying to get other people into it so they can sell it. So you make money, right? Yeah. Okay. So when you, I would imagine that when you sign up or when you get recruited yeah. or something like this, they tell you, here are the 500 steps of things to do. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Post so this on social media, contact these types of people. Yeah. I could see that. Exactly. So what are most people going to do? Okay. You know, automaton. Yes. Yeah. Check all these boxes, do all the things. And you will, if you do these things, well, have some level of success because this is a proven system. So I get that. Yeah. Okay. But it's only going to go so far. Okay. So what you really need to think about is why do these techniques work? What is happening within each of these steps that engage people enough to buy this product or become a sales rep or whatever? If you can understand that, you can step out of the framework, do something else that is within the concept, but is not what everybody else is doing. If you do what okay. everybody else is doing, you're, you're stepping into a world with so much competition. That's true. So you look at one of, you know, one of these suggestions of how to sell your product. It could be, um, you know, contacting that personal touch, but then um, like contacting someone and having that personal experience of, hey, there's a name and a person and they're interested in helping me with whatever my problem is. And you could take that to the next level of, um, you know, using your own dynamic, your own way of doing a personal touch that maybe other people aren't doing, right? That's kind of what you're saying is look at the idea, the principle, and then kind of make it your own. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. I think yeah. that's great. Cause that's where you have the ability to bring in your strengths, your personal strengths. And, and I mean, you could do it in anything. I just picked something, but you know, we could do it with, coaching like how can I be a unique coach right absolutely <laughs> if you do if you do the coaching by the book of you know what maybe you learned in the class or whatever your mentor or your, your what mentor what however yeah. you want you're just repeating you're just repeating something we all have so much more to give because we've been we have different experiences personal different experience things. yeah exactly so, you know, in my coaching, I certainly use what I've learned in my schooling, my education of this stuff, but also the NLP. That's a whole other thing. I also use, you know, life experiences. I've been a creative for and had small businesses for, for decades, right? This is yeah. street cred. This is understanding what's actually happening in the world. I, you know, read all kinds of self-help books from, uh, you know, metaphysics and psychology and business like you put that together you're like oh that's kind of different yeah what the average person take or approach with coaching that's cool 
Yeah. And for the right client, it's a perfect fit. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell me how you get your creative ideas. Do you have, you know, some suggestions for people to get in kind of a creative mode? Cause I think sometimes when we're in that stress mode of, I just got to get things done and the kids fed and, you know, get, to, or get to my job or whatever you're doing, it doesn't feel creative. So how do you get in a creative mode? Well, good question. So what, so you're right. When your mind is distracted, it's very difficult to access, not just creativity, but your own truth. Mm -hmm. Cause you're very much in your head when you're in your head, it's just ideas bouncing everywhere of what you have to do, kind of your to-do list or things that are on your mind, but it's not creativity ideas that are like flowing, right? <laughs> when you're in that stress mode, I mean. Yes, exactly. So the first step is you must find space, like true space in your life to calm down, okay? So <laughs> this means taking a walk and not listening to music. This means, or talking to somebody, this means just being by yourself, just counting your breaths. This means meditating. This means journaling. Being like, still. Being as quiet as yeah. you can be. And doing this as a practice. This isn't once every six months. Mm -hmm. right? This is like, I'm going to do this every day for even just five or 10 minutes. That's great. Right? And once you have that, what, what will start to happen is your brain is going to start to dial down right? We humans think our brains are so great and they are, they've gotten mm -hmm. us this far for good or ill, you know, which is a little bit <laughs> grateful of both, for what say. they do for us, but yes, <laughs> but it's not the whole deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Our consciousness is much bigger than our intellect. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what that means is, is you dial that brain down and all these distractions kind of quiet, you kind of move your center into your heart and into your body, okay? And again, just let it be still. And through this mix, you will find new ideas coming because creativity is, it's already there. You just have to tap it, yeah. right? What we do such a good job of in America is doing everything we can to distract from it. Yes, we keep ourselves so busy and full of thought and things we got to do and that checklist that it's hard to get to that quiet spot sometimes. And, you know, I like how you say doing that practice every day, five to 10 minutes. I have that on my schedule, but it's interesting how one of the most skipped items on my schedule is the space that practice that meditative. And I know I need it the most. <laughs> So it's interesting because it's like, okay, what, what would help me grow the most is kind of what you, you quickly move off your schedule. Like, well, I don't have time right now, or, you know, or we avoid it, or we know it would be so good for us, but it's oh well, I don't have the time or I I'm too busy or, or there's, I just can't do it right now. I got to do it later, but then we don't get back around to it if we don't. So I like how you say to schedule that in and make sure it happens and daily. I like that. I have a, a mentor who she does daily in the morning, just that time. She just sits and asks questions and writes down things that come to her. Like, how could I reach my clients better in this way or that way? Or how could I help this particular client? And I love that. It's so 
specific, because I think when we ask those specific questions, we get those answers. So, okay, so find the space. What else? Are there other ideas for getting into that creative mindset or flow? Uh, well, something that I do, and I really, possibly the best thing I ever learned in college uh -huh. is something called the speed wrap. And I've done this basically every weekday for uh, however long it's been since I got out of college. Cool. Speed wrap. Teach us. What's speed the speed wrap. wrap? Here's what it is. It, it is a writing exercise. And the deal is, um, again, it takes time. You need 10 in uninterrupted minutes and you need to do this on a daily basis. Here's what happens. You take your pen or your computer, you start writing and you do not stop until the timer's up, 10 minutes minimum. Okay. Okay, but, 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 but there's lots of rules here. Okay, so you cannot stop. Spelling doesn't count. Syntax doesn't count. Punctuation doesn't count. You <laughs> cannot go backwards. And here's the big one. You may not finish a sentence or a thought. Whoa. Weird. <laughs> How do Weird. you do that? <laughs> you do it just like I'm sitting here talking through the fear. Merely only these things come around, sound like the upshot, the things that go wild, right? So it's Off just like words and thoughts, like kind of disconnected. Is that what it is? Because you say you can't finish. A yes, except, except for one thing. It's completely connected. Okay. It's not connected in a normal thought pattern. Oh. So right? you're just this, following your flow of thoughts, but it's follow not, the flow of thought, but but it's so not it's, organized necessarily. I mean, it's organized coming to you, but you're not your brain's not organizing it. Is that what it is? The idea is okay. that you do not develop a thought. As soon as you find that you're developing a thought, switch. Okay, use opposites, use rhymes, use fragments of thoughts, phrases. As soon as you feel like you're moving into something, switch it. Okay, this is going to be hard in the beginning. You're going to freak out. It feels weird. This isn't right, right? I never do this. Why would it, you know, why is this guy on the, on the podcast telling me to do this, right? <laughs> but here's the deal. At first, it will be difficult because your, your conscious mind is attempting to edit. It's attempting to do it right in terms of how you've always done every piece of writing you've ever done. Okay. But here's what's going to happen. Sooner or later, it's not probably going to happen the first time. Maybe it'll happen the third time. Maybe it'll happen two weeks later. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen is your conscious mind is going to give up. <laughs> Okay, it's going to stop trying to control your thoughts. And when that happens, you start to find flow in this exercise. And when you find flow, you're tapping into your creativity. And what's going to happen is ideas, thoughts, subconscious things are going to rise up in that writing automatically, because that's just how it works. And you will then have these new ideas, these new thoughts, these new revelations about anything. Whatever is going on subconsciously in your mind is going to come right up in there. And then when you're done, you take a breath and you're like, whoa, I did not know this was something that I was dealing with. I thought this was no big deal, but it's actually a huge thing. 
or gee, is this word or this phrase gave me some like kind of big ideas on how to work my business. Very right? cool. Yeah, I like that idea. I've never heard you call it tap. What what was the name? Speed wrap. Speed wrap. <laughs> okay, speed wrap. That sounds and it, awesome. And and once you get that one going, if you really want to go go wild, you do it verbally. Hmm, that could be interesting. Like I just did on <laughs> Especially that. Especially for demo. anyone listening in, if you can't finish your thought or <laughs> I mean, you know, you want to have space where you're doing it on your own, but that's, that, that could be interesting. Do you record your voice when you're doing the speech one or you just do it out loud and see what comes? Well, we just did record it. Cause that's what I did earlier as, mm-hmm. as an example, but normally no. Okay. I mean, normally I do it writing. I, I personally do it writing, but in my workshops and stuff, we've done it verbally and it's, it's great. I mean, it's, Sounds it's cool. a push. So you've heard the, the concept of flow. The yeah. concept of flow basically means moving into an unfamiliar territory, something that's challenging, but not too challenging, which you have the skills to do. So you have the skills to speak, right? Obviously, yeah. right? But doing it this way is a challenge, mm-hmm. right? So if you step into that, it, is, it will eventually get you into this point of flow. And if you look at, you know, if you're into hip hop and rap, and you look at some of these guys who do this free, free form freestyle stuff, that's what they're doing. They're really good at it. Mm-hmm. Just spouting things off as they come. And yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Very interesting. Cool. I'm going to have to try speed rap. I think that sounds very helpful to tone down like the ego or the brain that tries to control everything. I think our brains just want to be in control, you know, and sometimes they get in the way of us receiving that connection. You know, they always say what you're looking for is inside of you, but sometimes it's really hard to hear what's inside of you when your brain's so loud, you know, (laughs) it is always hard to hear what's inside of you when your brain's too loud. Yes, for sure. Cool. Well, I really like this idea. This is, these are some great ideas for bringing in more creativity and for our listeners. Um, there's, there's so much benefit to connecting with yourself and understanding your subconscious so that you can move forward in better ways. Um, cause I think a lot of times we just stay in the same old, same old, if we don't take time to do something like have the space and meditate or do the speed wrap, I'm really excited to try this. I think that'll be cool. So cool. Ab- absolutely. If we are not expanding our consciousness and understanding, becoming conscious of our patterns, we will continue to do the same thing, think the same thing and have the same outcome that we mm-hmm. always have. It's literally that simple. It's not easy to step out of that, but it's literally, that's what we do. That's so cool. Cause then when you have the new thoughts, new emotions, new actions, life can be different. It can be better. It can be elevated. So that's terrific. Okay. Well, Jeff, um, you've shared a lot of great stuff here and I'm sure some of our listeners would love to connect with you. And Jeff has a really cool offer a uh, couple of cool offers, um, including some some free mentoring. So tell us a little bit about some of your offers and, and how people can get a hold of you. Sure. Um, first of all, you have to be able to at least partially spell my name correctly. Oh, Jeff yeah. Lizowitz, 
or go to the link, I guess, on your um, notes there. Yes, your, we'll have the, the notes uh, in the show notes. We'll have some links that yep. you can just click on and, and go to Jeff's webpage. So, yeah. Cool. So you can hit that up. And from there, you can sign up and get free chapters of my book, Not Effing Around, the No BS Guide for Getting Your Creative Dreams Off the Ground, right? So there, there's that. And you can also <laughs> sign up for um, a Zoom coaching call. And we will talk and I will show you how we can up level your challenges and like, you know, expand your consciousness and kind of move forward in creative and heart-centered ways. Awesome. I like yeah. it. Okay. Well, look for those links and information in the show notes. And Jeff, before you go, we would love to hear a really fun <laughs> oops moment from you. It's, it's always fun to hear these from our listeners. It makes us feel like we're not the only ones that have interesting experiences or embarrassing experiences go on. So why don't you share with us a quick oops moment before you head out? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, I've got zillions of fail moments, but I, you I know, think we all do. We just hide them sometimes. <laughs> right. Well, I could do a whole podcast on those if you want, but we'll go for this oops moment. So, you know, as a coach, I do lots of, um, you know, workshops, you know, groups and things like this. And I've done tons of these with uh, around Seattle at the public libraries. So this is great. And, you know, I love the libraries. Um, you know, it's like free bucks, right? Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing one of these, it's a big group. And when you start a, a workshop, one of the things you do is you kind of say who you are, you kind of give your cred, you know, before you deliver your thing to a bunch of people. So I'm doing my thing. I'm kind of on my monologue before we actually get into the content. And this woman sitting there literally just breaks every social norm, social moray that there is. And she's <laughs> like, you know, let's just, you know, enough about you. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> You're I like, was, what? <laughs> so like, much for an introduction. huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was so knocked off my track. I, I couldn't believe it. Cause like literally in our lives, no one does this. It's like socially unacceptable, but yeah. she did it in a group, in a class. Totally so it took, shocked you. <laughs> totally shocked me. Thank goodness I recovered and we did the workshop. It was all good. <laughs> Got back on your feet, knew mm -hmm. what you were going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Oh, cool. Well, Jeff, it's so nice to have had you on the show and thank you so much for sharing. You've given us some really cool ideas for expanding our creativity and getting into that creative flow of ideas and energy. So thank you so much. We appreciate you coming and I, I'm interested in, in checking out your book and, and maybe even a coaching session. I can always do it with some, some creativity. <laughs> Happy to help. Awesome. Thank well, thank thanks you, for having Jeff. me. Yeah. What was that? Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, of course. We thank you for being here. Have an awesome week, everybody. Thank you for coming and listening. And um, also check out our class. We've got an Arise Now class coming up March through May. It's three months of awesome, fun help to push you forward on the goals and the dreams that you have, you know, those things that you've put on the back burner. Sometimes you just need a little bit of motivation to get going on those. And so this class is your class. If you're wanting to get going on losing some weight, organizing your life more, launching one of those ideas that you have, um, we would love to support you in that. And we give um, live trainings every Monday about how to 
reform or to change your subconscious patterns and your mindset and help you to have more success to move forward. So check that out also on our website, arisingthrivelife.com. And thank you so much for listening today, everybody. Hope you have an awesome week and get some of those creative juices flowing. Thanks again, Jeff. Thank you. Have a good See one, everybody. Are you ready to make forward movement in an area of your life, relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you've always wanted and the happiness that you are worthy of. And so we have started a movement to support you in making these positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a supportive, fun, three-month-long program where you will learn tools, techniques, and mindset shifts to move forward in your relationships and goals. Arise Now you will have the support to set and accomplish three personalized goals. You will receive 12 valuable one-hour live trainings. Enjoy daily accountability and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. Visit ariseandthrivelife.com today and register so that you can get all the support, training, and accountability to start arising and thriving in your life.